Hustle culture is cute in theory, but eventually it leads to burnout and lack of fulfillment. Then again, as enticing as it sounds to sit in meditation for years as a monk, abandoning Western culture altogether is not really an option for most of us. So where is the in-between? I like to think of it as a world where dreaming big and living slow coexist. I'm Tia, host of Dream Big Live Slow, a podcast for entrepreneurs like myself seeking a life of soul-filled work that still allows time for those slow moments that make us feel the most alive. Join me as we break down realistic mindfulness tools used by real entrepreneurs working towards a life of both dreaming big and living slow. Also, be sure to check out the end of every solo cast episode for free guided meditations. All right, let's do this thing. All right, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dream Big Live Slow Show. Today, I'm so excited to have my friend Amanda on the show. She is a fine artist in Temecula, California, who creates the most stunning paintings that instantly make you feel calm and present. And I'm just so excited to share more of her story. Amanda, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And what a nice introduction. Oh my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want to start out like kind of diving into your story a little bit of entrepreneurship and um, artistry. So can you talk a little bit about how you kind of got to where you are today in your entrepreneurship journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I have always had just this entrepreneurial, I'm going to go my own way spirit about me. Um, I started out an artist. I think I was a really little girl with my grandma. We'd always paint. My grandma is an amazing artist. Um, And she basically taught me everything that I know about art. But I never really considered it a career choice or career path um, up until actually recently. Um, But I, you know, kind of spent my whole life just kind of taking um, whatever path I felt like. I dropped out of college and I became an entrepreneur immediately after that. Um, And ever since then, I've just kind of, I've done different businesses and Um, for the last, I guess for 10 years or so, I was a photographer. And then the last five years of that, I was a photo editor for wedding photographers and, um, painting on the side. So I would only paint or, or work on artwork when it was, um, downtime or when I didn't have other obligations to, um, to complete. And, um, up until this last year is when I said, you know, that's not how life should be. Life should be doing the things that you really truly enjoy doing and then figuring out how to earn an income from that. And so, you know, for 10 years, I worked a job as a photographer. I enjoyed it, but it definitely wasn't a passion of mine. And then once I became a photo editor, it became even more of a struggle to, to find joy in that. Um, but I was in it for the money. I was in it because I was making a good income. It was consistent income and it was something that I was, I was good at. And so I just kept doing. Um, but like I said, I wasn't, I was only using my free time to paint and I, I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to be, um, I wanted all the minutes of my day to be full of joy and passion. Mm. And, um, and so that's when I just kind of decided I'm going to take this art full time. And I quit my photo, photo editing business and decided that artwork is going to be the path that I stay on and, um, commit to. And so far it's been really, really rewarding. 
That is amazing. Can you talk more internally, like what shifted in you to just decide to fully, because with entrepreneurship, I feel like you think if you're kind of doing your own business like you were, you're like, I'm doing the thing, you know, right, I'm, right. I'm running my own business and um, that that should feel great. Um, you know, I get the freedom and, and everything, but it's not always, we sometimes still get caught up in, uh, you know, the hustle and, and yeah. not true freedom and, and motivated by things that aren't truly aligned with our hearts. So can you talk a little bit about that shift yes. kind of? Absolutely. What happened to me was I started becoming more um, attached to the idea of the money that was coming with it. I would work like 10 hour days, every, five days a week, sometimes six days a week, especially during the wedding, busy wedding season. And um, I even hired a nanny to come take care of my children during the day and they would leave for the park and I would literally just be sitting there in front of my computer like, in tears going, this is not the life that I envisioned for myself. I love entrepreneurship and I love being busy and I love running a business. I'm very good at it and I enjoy doing that part of it. Um, but the, the part where I don't get to, um, be fully present with my family and just, um, and create soulful work. It wasn't, I was doing a job and providing a service that didn't speak to my soul. It was something that I was just good at doing for other people. And so mm -hmm. I, I was only feeding myself and my passion and my soul, you know, in the late hours of the night when I'd finally get to sit down and paint after the kids were in bed and they were fed dinner and all those things. Um, I started realizing like, that's where, where true happiness lies is where you're able to do passion filled work versus just doing a service or a job for somebody because you're good at it. So, um, mm. so yeah, that's kind of where I think once I hired that nanny and, and I took away the joy in my life, my, which were my children, I was like, what am I doing <laughs> exactly? So, um, and you know, so I'm also good at painting. And so I thought, why not, um, make that the thing that provides the income for, for me and my family. Why not? So, um, and knowing that I can build a business in any aspect is, you know, it just comes with confidence. I think too, it's just going, you know what, if you're passionate about it, you'll make it happen. You'll make it work. So. That is yeah. so good. Um, so yeah, we actually met, um, at this business retreat called Susie school. And, um, when we met at Susie school, you mentioned something that, that really like resonated with me that I think so many people can find power in is when you said, even though you were doing the painting, you were like, it's still for some reason feels selfish Yeah, absolutely. Um, to do something solely for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I just, thought that that is something so powerful that pe people can take something from because um, I believe that when we are doing what is truly aligned with our hearts and truly brings us the most joy, that's when we serve the world the best. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Has that felt, have you felt that shift since you've kind of decided oh my that gosh. this is how you are going to serve the world? Absolutely. Because, um, you know, as a you know, photo editor, I can imagine if there are other photographers listening to this going, man, I would love to hire a photo editor. She would just completely change my life and it would be so amazing. And yeah, I did that for other people. You know, I took the eight hours of work that they would have to do, um, in their business and I did it <laughs> for them. So it, I was serving people in that way. 
Um, but there was no passion behind it. I really honestly believe that if I had hundred percent passion over photo editing and it was like just something that fed my soul, I think I would have even been better at it than I was, you know? And, um, and so when I decided to just fully focus on being an artist and sharing my passion with the world, I can't tell you how many people message me and go, wow, that, you know, you showing yourself painting, that literally brought my anxiety level down. That made me feel calmer. I suffer with, um, I literally just got a message this morning from somebody who said, I suffer from um, OCD and anxiety. And she was like, and literally your Instagram story of you, just those brush strokes, she's like, immediately calmed me down and, and settled me. And I was like, okay, so my passion is settling me and bringing me comfort and bringing and bringing my anxiety level down at the mm-hmm. physical act of it. And then when people watch it, they're also feeling those same feelings. It's like a full on full circle connection. Um, and yeah. And so I just, my goal with my artwork is always to bring exactly what people are coming to me saying I'm doing is calm energy and, and peace and just like, ultimate relaxation. And that's what I want my artwork to speak to people. That's what I want my artwork to say. And that's what I want people to feel. And so I think as soon as I dove into what my passion was and decided just to hone in on it and focus on it, um, that immediately started kind of transferring over to other people and they are feeling the same way. So it's Mm. a really unique situation there. It absolutely does that too, by the way. Um, I can't wait for everyone to go check out your art after this. Um, But let's talk about the creative process a little bit too, because um, creativity is not always easy to come by, I guess, Mm -hmm. or it's easy to overthink, I would say. So what are some ways that you stay inspired creatively and kind of get in that zone to, uh, to create? I mean, being outside, vitamin D is everything. It is literally <laughs> life. Um, and so I, I do spend a lot of time outside, but I will also say, um, and traveling and things like that with my family is definitely important to me, going down to the ocean or to the beach and up to the mountains any chance we get. But the second I walk into my studio, the first thing I do is say, hey, um, Echo, turn on Bon, bon Iver on Pandora. And I, that's the only station I will listen to because every single song is so soothing. And I literally, if, if, if I have like upbeat, like crazy fun music on my paintings look completely different than if I play Bon Iver on Pandora station. <laughs> so, um, and so honestly, like the atmosphere of just the music, just super, super soft, um, soft music, but like loud enough for me to just completely feel it in my body. Like painting for me is not like, oh, I'm going to put this thing here and this thing here. It's like, it's like a dance. It feels like it is totally, completely intuitive within my body. And I honestly can't paint the same unless I have music going at the same time. So a lot of what I'm painting definitely comes from the type of music that I'm listening to in that moment. Um, and then in other circumstances, it comes from just being out in the sun. (laughs) Wow. No, that's so beautiful. And do you, like, I I've seen that you 
get outside so much. You prioritize. It seems like you prioritize Absolutely. travel and exploration. And mm-hmm. um, so how do those things kind of incorporate into your process? Like, uh, like, is it colors? Is it just like getting you centered? Yeah. So for me, we actually, for a few years, my husband and I and our three children and two dogs traveled in an RV um, all around the United States seeking complete nature um, and just peace. Um, we actually, a few years ago, five years ago, we lost our oldest daughter and we just kind of decided to just go and live, live life. We immediately sold our house sold all of our furniture and everything we owned and moved into an RV and decided just to be together. And I will honestly say that that kind of, I actually started painting a lot more during those times of travel because I I think because I had so much downtime and so much to reflect on and um, just life was so calm. Um, And so it gave me the, I guess, permission to explore my, you know, hobbies and my passions and things. So I started painting a lot during those years of travel. Um, and now that we're, we're living in a house, um, we've actually moved a few times in the last year because I feel like I just haven't been felt, I haven't felt fully settled in our home. We lived in the city at one point and I was like, Oh gosh, like, let's get out of here. Let's move to the mountains. Let's move to the beach. Let's move anywhere, but in the city. And now we're living in a house where, we have big, beautiful mountain views, and I feel incredibly blessed to be able to walk out my door and see that every day. And I make it a point to do that. Every single day in the morning, I walk out with my coffee. We have this iconic rock that is overlooks this um, mountain hillside, and, and I just let the sun pour down on me, and that is meditation in itself. Um, and that's I think that's where I get most of my inspiration from is just – the mountains. We live in Southern California, so it's kind of those, um, not real green all the time, but mm-hmm. um, soft, deserty tones, and I just love it. And the sun is always shining. The sun is my energy source. <laughs> yes, yes, I can imagine that would be uh, helpful. We have a lot of sun here in Denver, but yes. I guess my thought, I guess my thought is just like how. Because you're not just – you wear a lot of hats. Um, mm-hmm. You also homeschool your daughters, which is yep. incredibly, like, admirable. <laughs> and, um, you know, so it those practices of just, like, the little things, how do you how do you kind of incorporate those, prioritize them? Like, what, what, what advice would you give someone, like, trying to I mean, make just more time for those things, you know? Don't take life so seriously. I mean – my kids, we, we kind of roll with the flow each day. I mean, honestly, my kids didn't get up until almost nine o'clock today. And I'm not saying that is like, I'm not saying that's good <laughs> all the time, but we're not, I, life is so short. I've witnessed it. I've experienced it. I know how quickly life can just be taking, taken away from you. Taking mm-hmm. life just with a grain of salt, like honestly, let your days guide you. Don't try to force your days. Um, sometimes my kids are like, Hey, let's do three or four hours of school. They're excited. They love it. We're doing projects. We're doing all these things. And other days we'll read for two hours or an hour. And, and that's okay. It doesn't always have to be all or nothing in my life. It is all about just going with the flow and realizing that 
life is life. Like we just get this one time to just do like epic things. And if we're constantly trying to force our way to success or force our way to accomplishments or accomplishing tasks, that is the fastest way I feel like to unhappiness and burnout and frustration and let down. And I just feel I'm, I'm, I just feel like we need to all take a moment and just realize like each and every single day is, is it can be whatever you want it to be. And so yeah. let's just do that, you know, do what you feel, not what you think you're supposed to do. Yeah. Getting so caught up in the doing. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for sharing that with your daughter, uh, about your daughter, because oh, yeah. I, it is so huge um, when we really can keep into perspective how how nothing is permanent and how quickly you know and things can be taken away from us life is so precious and and I feel that that has helped me in my entrepreneurship journey of not getting caught up in the hustle and remembering why I started a business in the first place and it's so that I can have control and the power to create the life I want you know mm-hmm. Something, something I always ask myself too, like when I'm in the middle of, I got to do this, I have to do this, I have to, you know, there's, there's these things on my list and oh my gosh, I always ask myself, and so what, what is the worst thing that's going to happen if I don't get that done today? What's the worst possible thing? Mm. Oh, well, the worst possible thing is usually, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. (laughs) You know, it just won't happen today. What's the worst thing that, that can happen? I always ask myself that. Like, so what does that mean? Like, does it matter if I don't accomplish that today? No, it really doesn't. In the grand scheme of things, if my children would rather me sit on the couch and watch a show with them or go for a hike with them or run outside with them, I'm going to do that because the worst possible thing that can happen in any scenario is probably not really that bad. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Um, And can you talk a little bit about how, like, I guess the big part of entrepreneurship or what people probably instinctually think to themselves when they hear this stuff is like, yeah, that's great and all, but like, I have to make money or whatever, you know, or so can you talk about some of the, the mindset like shifts or how you kind of tackle, um, you know, having a healthy relationship with that, while also trying to create art and do this work, this soul build work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are obviously were times in my life in early entrepreneurship where I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to, I have to make this money, which we still do. I mean, I still have to provide an income for my family. And, um, but like just the knowing, I don't know if many of your listeners are very um, kind of focused on the bringing of positive energy and things to themselves. But I just focus Mm -hmm. on that it's going to come. It's going to Mm -hmm. come. I just do the work and I put myself out there and I don't stress over it and it comes. The more I think I need this, I want this, oh, I don't have this. It's not coming. I need, you know, I, I missed out on this sale. So now, and if you're constantly thinking of the negative of what's, what you didn't do, that's going to continue to happen. So um, my husband and I are very uh, firm believers in um, just calling in the good and calling in the knowing that things are going to happen for you. And the more we practice that um, positive, you know, 
affirmations and just sitting in the meditation uh, sort of understanding of, yeah, these things are going to roll in for me. I just have to put myself out there and do the work. Um, it happens for you. I don't, it's kind of a magic. I mean, I don't really know how else to explain that um, our life now, my husband and I, our life is 10,000 times different than it was five years ago, um, even a year ago, um, because we do practice that that just all knowing, just believing. Yes, absolutely. I think that is such valuable advice for anyone who struggles with that because I notice it in my own work 100% exactly how you put it. It's like it 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 always comes in entrepreneurship and it's like when we start to worry, that's mm-hmm. I mean that's what we're focusing on instead of exactly. just like okay, but what can I do instead? The mm-hmm. just I'm just going to keep working and maybe this time is meant to look this way so that you know in a few months it's going to look a different way or whatever that is exactly exactly yeah can you talk a little bit about um the process of like uh the type of work that you do so you're launching a collection soon right I am yes March 31st yay so can you talk about um kind of what goes into that uh, what goes into a launch? How often do you do do you do launches or plan to do them? I guess. Yeah. So um, I plan to do monthly launches. In the past, I have really stuck with okay. I painted this and it's for sale. It's on my website, you know, and it's usually one or two pieces every you know week or so. Which um, this month I'm focusing on creating an entire collection. I've been painting nonstop every day um, through this entire month. Um, and I hope to have, you know, 10 to 15 pieces available. Um, so this will be my March collection. And then um, it's called The Unfolding. And I called it that because it's kind of my thought process into, okay, this is gonna, this is my unfolding of who I am in this world as an artist, at calling myself a full-time artist and saying, this is who I am. This is what I do and, um, and putting that out into the world. So, um, showing the work that I've always loved to create and, um, and being excited about it. So that is going to be kind of the path that I have decided to take is creating full collections and launching them monthly, um, and occasionally seasonally. So, yeah, I just kind of paint and paint and paint and paint and frame it and get it ready to go. And then I'll photograph it and then I will send it out to the world. I have a collector's list that is growing um, full of people who are like, okay, let us know. Like, give us the green light the, um, when it's live. And then I will launch it on my website. Um, and then I'll let my collector's list kind of know 30 minutes or so ahead of time that it's live. So they can kind of jump in there and grab the ones that they specifically want. And then I'll open the rest of it up to uh, the general public. So it's really exciting. Mm. I also am going to be um, applying to be in our local art show here, um, which is, I think, in May. Uh, So I'm kind of excited about that. I haven't done an art show yet. So I'm very eager. Yeah, I'm excited. It's a new experience for me. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> I think that actually that that's so exciting. Congrats. And Thanks. that's actually what I was kind of wondering like for anyone who is interested in, you know, kind of branching out into something similar to what you do where you are selling 
the art that is truly like from your heart. It's not for anyone else. It's like, you know, yeah. but it's for you. How right. do you kind of, how do you market that? Um, or, I mean, cause that's such a huge part of, of the process as it an is. entrepreneur. Yeah. So you how have do you get to the tell word people out there? about it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> have to, people have to know about it. Um, <laughs> it honestly, so I've seen a, a lot of artists and, you know, I go to galleries and shows all the time, have not really ever taken the leap to, to join one until now. But, um, I know that's a big way is to just get local exposure, um, which is kind of my big, I've always been somebody who just focuses on social media and sort of worldwide exposure versus my, my local community. Mm -hmm. So I'm really working hard this year to get involved with my local community and show up to the local events and just try to get, you know, build some connections and community that way. Um, but as far as sharing on social media, I mean, it, that – so at the beginning of 2020, um, when we had our big shutdown, uh, especially in the wedding photography industry, my income went completely to zero within days. I mean, all of my clients – I had like 40 clients, and they were all canceling. <laughs> and they're like, take wow. all my weddings off your calendar. Everything's canceled. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And I immediately was like, you know what? I said to my husband, I think I said, I think this is the moment where I'm supposed to make this decision to just leave this industry. Not because I was like butthurt or whatever, is because I I had always had a passion for painting, like I said, and always kind mm -hmm. of did it in my spare time. And I kind of took this as a sign and my opportunity to just put myself out there. And I will tell you, the God is really amazing. And he just gives you opportunities. When you start listening to your intuition, he, you just start receiving opportunities that you're like, what did I do to deserve this? I can't believe it. And I had people asking me to commission paintings for them, like $2,000 paintings. I literally replaced my editing income. That's exact same month that everything ended. I completely replaced my editing income with artwork just because I just said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm jumping out there. And I just got wow. crazy. Um, I just started talking about it and sharing, you know, why am I doing this? And I shut down my editing business for, or I, I planned to shut it down. And then, you know, things kicked back in and back in and all my clients were like, take us back. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll do your work again. I'm sorry. Um, but that, you know, so that was kind of a little blip in the art road for me also, because I kind of had to go back to editing again. Um, but yeah, when I started putting myself out there in the beginning of 2020 and just sharing on social media and talking about my passion and, and explaining, you know, what it is that I want to accomplish with my artwork, I got the opportunity just kept flowing in. I even ha got to paint a, a line for a company um, I painted, uh, on their product bottles. And so there's, <laughs> it was really amazing. And they featured me, I'm featured on their website and as oh, their yeah. like resident artist. And it was just a really, I had never experienced anything like that before. My grandma was like, what? <laughs> she's been, you know, <laughs> she's been an artist her entire, you know, 70 years or whatever. And, um, so it was kind of funny for her too. She's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> um, oh. and so that was just, yeah, kind of, but, I, yeah, I would say I'm probably off track here. Sorry, but just no, not at all. Putting myself out there and just declaring like this is what I'm going to do and um, sharing as much of it as possible with people and people just got the vision, I think. And yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it was it's been an exciting year for sure.
Yeah, I will say I got chills when you started talking about how it all started unfolding after you made that decision. I think when I, you are when you just decide to do something that you intuitive, intuitively feel is the right path, the it's like the doors just start opening. You know what I mean? Like God's like, yep, 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 keep going, keep going. Like walk that path. That's the yes. one I put into your heart. So you better just take it, take it and run with it, you know? Yes. And and it's like also the power of saying no to the wrong things too. Like, because what you're saying yes to, like, I just believe will, will keep coming. And, and well, it's not, I believe it. I've, I've seen it in my business, um, of just when I decide, okay, I'm stepping away from this, but saying yes to this, then it unfolds and it's like just the most powerful experience. And it's so, it's a reminder that, um, to like, know what you want so that you can turn down even the opportunities that are right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Knowing what you want. And like I said, when, you know, when weddings started back up again and everyone's like, oh my gosh, I need you. It was like, I almost resent, like I would get new clients and new weddings would pop up on my calendar. And instead of being really proud of that, I like resented it because it wasn't what Mm -hmm. I really, really wanted to be doing with my life. And I had, I had gotten a little taste of it, you know, at the beginning of 2020 where I painted literally all day long. My kids would just like run amok through the house and I would just be painting and like posting on it, social media about my paintings and got this really cool big job, you know? And, and then when that, when I had to shut that down or close it off in order to take my clients back, it was like, it literally was like six months of torture (laughs) because I was like, yes. And then like, oh man, I got to do this again. So Uh, yeah. But sometimes it takes that like, you know, back and forth, that ping pong of like, wait, but oh, you know, this is the safer router or maybe that's what we tell ourselves. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But then you're like, wait, no, this is totally not aligned. And yes, you feel like it's like, oh, that's a failure. But really, it's a lesson of Uh just like, no, actually, you're just really, really, truly, fully stepping into your knowing of what your kind of passion and your calling really are. 100%. Yep. I fully agree. So cool. So cool. I I love that. Um, So I guess like now that you're creating the art and you're actually doing it for money. Um, how do you, how do you stay passionate about it and, um, keep it coming from that genuine place? My gosh, I don't think, I think once you are following your true passion, true passion, I used to say photography was my passion, but I was doing Mm -hmm. it because I was good at it. You know what I mean? Like you can be really good at something and it not be your soul's work. So I really feel like I say art is my soul signature. Like anybody can be an artist. It just takes practice. And once you get down your style of artwork, that is your soul signature. It's you putting your soul down on paper or canvas or whatever material you decide to use. And (laughs) I don't think you can burn out from that, to be honest with you, unless I was doing something like, like in the beginning too of 2020, I was taking commissions and doing paintings of things that I was like, this is not what I want to be painting, but I'm painting it for you for the paycheck. There's a difference Mm -hmm. between doing something for painting for other people or doing whatever your craft is to please other people or doing your craft to feed your soul because those people will come. The people, I keep telling myself this and, and, you know, other artists who ask me the same questions, like, how do you just create what you want to create? Because 
everyone will love, this is what I would say, everyone will love what you're creating. Not everyone, sorry. Not everyone will love what you're, what you're creating, but there are people who do or who will. You just have to find those people. And um, so I just continue to create from my soul. And um, I just cannot imagine a world where I get burnt out of what of my soul signature. You know, <laughs> like I just... Yeah. I don't think that's really possible. So um, unless I was doing it for other people and not for myself. Yes. Yes. That definitely seems like the key piece is just, it's not exactly what you're doing. It's, it's where that motivation is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And so like tuning into that soul work, I mean, for me, it's a process of meditation, Mm -hmm. journaling, But, and you've touched on it a little bit, getting outside, but is that, I mean, how do you, do you make time to like listen in and, and make sure that you're still on the path? And can you talk about that process a little bit? I think so. Uh, I think I do intuitively. So there are times where I will walk into my studio and I'm like, I could paint like, you know, three different pieces and I just love every single one of them. And then there are other times where I can walk in there. I can tell that I'm not in the right mind space um, Mm. or like in the right mood or whatever. And I will just make the sloppiest, grossest painting. And I'm like, (laughs) I knew I shouldn't be in here doing this. And so um, listening to myself is really just huge. And those are the moments where I know that I need to go and like be fed by the sun, you know, like go outside, take a walk with my kids. Um, go for a hike, go for a drive, you know, to the beach or whatever, and um, step away a little bit. Um, those are the the most, I think, I think that's just like the biggest key is just knowing when to like leave it be for a minute, you know, and then like go do something that feeds other areas of your soul, like being in yes. nature or taking a walk or playing with your children or watching a movie, reading a book, whatever it is. I love to read. I have a Kindle that I recently got. I think I got it like six or eight months ago and I've read like 14, I cannot stop reading. And oh my gosh. that's, you know, that's part of my like zone out and let's not think about anything else. And let's just, yeah, you know, no, let my I, mind always say, wander. I always say, uh, reading feels like meditation because meditation is essentially focused attention and yes. that's what reading is. You are focusing your attention. I mean, how many times are you like in a, bad headspace and you can't focus on reading. So it's like, exactly. And my husband calls, um, so my husband is a, um, hip, uh, hypnosis practitioner and he will often say, you know, reading can actually be a form of hypnosis. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And so if you can let your mind completely wander, kind of like when you're driving and you're like, whoa, I just remembered I'm driving, you know, you get so when you're like, oh, that is, that is a form of hypnosis where your mind is literally so just, um, it's, it's like kind of in its subconscious a little bit and, um, an unfocused, I don't want to say unfocused on the real world, but kind of is. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think reading and um, yeah, reading for sure is is a, is a great way. Yeah, I think that um, everyone. A lot of times, as entrepreneurs, we can think that um, that is being unproductive, or right. that like going and reading or going and taking a walk is unproductive. But in reality, like I'm sure it sounds like you feel the exact same way. That is the most productive thing you can do mm-hmm. when you're 
when you feel that you need it or prioritizing yeah. those things because you can't um, do good work if you're if you're empty in other parts of your soul. You just can't. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And as entrepreneurs, we have to, all the motivation has to come from within. Mm -hmm. That's what's so challenging is, um, you know, it, it has to come from within us. Otherwise, because we don't have a boss telling us that if you don't show up, you're fired, you know? So, exactly. So taking that time to rest, however that may look is so, so important. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so yeah, I I guess we're wrapping up and I just am kind of curious, like the name of the podcast is Dreaming Big, Living Slow. And so what does living slow mean to you? Um, it means not having a schedule. <laughs> no, yeah. it means um, <laughs> it means not being tied to me. It means not being tied to what I'm supposed to be doing. It just means mm-hmm. living intuitively you know, and, um, and you know, if you don't get to your to-do list that day, there's always going to be tomorrow and not always, but that's okay. Cause wouldn't, if, if tomorrow didn't happen, wouldn't you have rather, um, did what you wanted to do the day before, you know, instead of what you have to do. Um, and so just taking that, taking those moments and realizing that they're put into your heart for a reason. And if, if you'd rather be doing something else than do that, you know, that is so powerful. Living intuitively. I love that. Um, so what how can people like find you and get a hold of your art and you know see this launch? Yeah. I mean this episode will probably come out when the podcast launches, which will be April seventh. Okay. Um, so hopefully you're not sold out by then, but then you know maybe what? they'll Maybe I'll have a new April collection building. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, hopefully you are sold yes. out by then. Yeah, And right. then everyone can get on the next one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so um, I, my website is amandacuster.com. Um, and then my Instagram is amandalincuster. So L-Y-N. And so it's pretty, pretty easy to find me. <laughs> Perfect. And what do you hope, um, what, what do you hope someone takes away from this episode today? I hope that they realize that they can turn whatever passion, true passion, not your fake passion, the one that you think you're good at, but the true passion that like kind of makes you cry a little bit when you're like, Oh my gosh, wouldn't it be great if I could turn this into a full time, full-time business or Wouldn't it be amazing if I could live this sort of lifestyle, whatever your internal like battle is, whatever you're having inside, I hope that you just decide to go with that internal passion and that knowing and that intuitive feeling that's saying, Hey, you should go this direction. Um, because that passion is going to just bring you not only joy, but truly overall life success. I think, you know, just, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, that's what I hope. I hope you just go with your intuition and do exactly what you want to be doing each day. You are incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Uh, And yeah, I can't wait for everyone to go be moved by your art. (laughs) Thanks for having me on, Tia. This is so fun. Thank you guys so, so freaking much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to this 
podcast and uh, leave a review. Share to your social media sites if you enjoyed this podcast um, because we are new, obvi, and want to get out the word out there to all the people. If you think someone would enjoy this podcast, shoot them a text, send them a DM, um, and share the, share the podcast with them. Okay. I'm rambling, but thank you guys. It warms my heart knowing that there are humans out there listening to this. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you so much.